0: Warning, this podcast contains adult content, including frank discussions of sex and lots and lots of swear words. Enjoy! The world was reduced to her and him, and that exquisitely torturous pressure building within her. The heat started in her core and started to spread. Her skin felt hot, her breath was caught, her heart was pounding, pounding. He was thrusting, steady and relentless. And when she didn't think she could take so much pleasure anymore, she didn't. She cried out as waves of pleasure pulsed through her. He captured the sound with his mouth for a kiss. He groaned and his mouth closed around her shoulder as he came with a few last, passionate, possessive thrusts. Neil. Yes?
1: Neil. Yes. That was very hot. It was.
0: I also enjoyed the, she didn't think she could take anymore, so she didn't, and orgasmed. That's, yeah, like, she's... An, that's a new, like, structure we have around orgasm. I find that interesting.
1: Yeah, I like that. She was just like, yeah, well, I'm going to come then. And, and she was just like, you know what? And I am also going to be as loud as I want, even though they are hidden away and they are trying to keep it quiet and she's just like nope fuck it i feel good <laughs> and that was all of her orgasms and i appreciated that so much
0: <laughs> hi i'm neil and
1: i'm claire
0: and this is fmk lit
1: where we read two romance novels a
0: straight one and a queer one
1: and then we play fuck Mary kill with the characters
0: and obviously we analyze the orgasms
1: ugh all the analyzation, all the analyzation. I
0: was just thinking the exact same thing. <laughs> right, right, right.
1: <laughs> I feel no apologies about puns. All the puns as well. Um, all the puns, all the buns, and all the spoilers!
0: So many spoilers, kids. Like- if you've
1: If you've come here for reviews just to see if this book is worth reading, congratulations! You maybe need to go and just get the book and come back and enjoy just us talking about every little aspect we can remember.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that we bothered writing down.
1: Exactly.
0: Um, I say that my handwriting is illegible. So sometimes I write it down and I still don't say it.
1: (laughs) I have also found, like, my note-taking, uh, like, changes depending on how I'm reading the book, like, and where I am. Interesting. If if I'm in bed, enjoying the book in bed, no notes be happening.
0: Yes, 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 yes. Yep. yep, yep. yep. Interesting, interesting. Okay, so, but what is it we're taking notes on? Books! Books we read. I picked books. This time, we read Lady Clare is All That, Keeping Up with the Cavendishes, book three by Maya Rodale, and The Foxhole Court, All for the Game, book one by Nora Sakovic. Yes! And the theme was...
1: Us! Us! Claire and Neil! Claire
0: and Neil. So, the, the main character of Lady Claire is All That, as one could surmise from the title, is Claire. Yes. And the lead character of the foxhole court is Neil. But not really. And we'll get into it. But first, <laughs> Claire, before we talk about these books and uh-huh. sp- spoil them, what's got you hot and bothered?
1: Um, well, I have just returned from a trip. (gasps) Uh, I know, I know, I am currently in quarantine because, Mm -hmm. um, my new nephew has been born and I traveled to go see said nephew and he is just the squooshest little squish that ever squooshed Mm
2: -hmm. and,
1: Mm -hmm. um, it was great, it was an excellent trip, it was lovely to see family again. Um, it's been a year and it was definitely one of those things like it's a risk and it is, and it is probably not the most appropriate risk in many ways, but we took all the precautions we could to protect other people outside of ourselves. There was sort of a recognition that within ourselves, you know, we're bringing a variant from something. Uh, some of us have been vaccinated. Some of us have had it, so there was just, we did what we could do, um, and honestly, it was one hundred percent worth it. Like, I think I was having not seen my, seen very important family members for like a year. Like it was it was weighing me down, and it was delightful, and that is why I am now taking the precaution of. Quarantining And why most of us Who were at this particular trip Are quarantining <laughs> Like Like we understood We were like taking a risk In like doing this We wore masks, we double masked We like wore a lot You know, I, I, my hands were dry From all of the, you know And you know, all of the, like, the Antibacterial stuff I was putting on it Look, it was A mitigated risk that probably wasn't even, like... But honestly, I just needed to see family, and now I'm home for two weeks inside, ordering in everything, and honestly, it was so worth it. I feel like my brain feels better. I know it's going to be another long stretch before I see people again, and not even just these two weeks, but beyond that. And I'm so angry at the country (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm.
1: for not pulling their fucking shit together. Mm Mm-hmm. And then the moment I left Texas, like literally the moment Governor Abbott was like, no masks, everybody go outside and just be amongst yourselves. And I was like, "Okay, cool.
0: Yeah, because because Republicans are used to being able to do whatever they want and not facing consequences. Right. So they can't conceptualize that, hey, viruses don't care if you're rich and old and white and cis, you're still (laughs) going to get sick and probably die
1: uh what a world what a world world. And it's also now been a year lockdown uh, Mm -hmm. lockdown in san francisco it has been a year since Mm -hmm. that started and um it has been a year on pause a year of just waiting for the next thing to happen and i am uh looking forward to this year this year which it feels like it's still march 2020 Moving on with itself, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, that is me. That is me. I'm just bothered. I'm not hot. I'm just bothered.
0: That's fair. That's fair.
1: And Neil, what's got you hot and bothered? Balls. Indeed, yes, balls. That makes sense. I
0: I have two. um... Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I do have two balls, but also (laughs) I have two quick topics that are ball related that I wanted to share with you and the world. Excellent. So the first is that um, I recently purchased a uh, trimmer, like a hair trimmer, that uh, part of purchasing it is that you can pay to them, have you pay them to send you a new blade every certain number of months. So then mm-hmm. it just like, shows up and say like, great, great, great. So I got my new blade not too long ago and with it came... And I have a little show and tell. Um, it's called Crop Reviver Refreshing Ball Toner.
1: Wow. Ball toner.
0: Yes. It is like a face toner, but for your balls.
1: Okay. I have many questions. Yes. Does it feel good?
0: Um, kind of. Like, it definitely doesn't have witch hazel in it, because it doesn't sting like some facial toners do. So that's good. But it just, it's like, because it's a little spritz bottle. Mm
2: -hmm. So you
0: just like do a couple spritzes down there. And it's like, oh, it's cold, which of course is going to make you like, Um, (laughs) whoo. And then it's not cold for a while. And then you're just supposed to let it air dry. And then beyond that, the only noticeable difference is that it's vaguely scented. So I suppose if you're having company down there, it makes sense. Um, It also says you could
1: just spray your balls with like a nice cologne.
0: Um, you could. It depends on the cologne. Cause like, uh, cause anyway. So this to that point, actually, it says that it has active pH control, which I imagine is to help mitigate gate swap cr- swamp crotch
1: mm-hmm.
0: to some degree I don't I don't know I don't, it was free so I'm not mad but at the same time I'm like I don't I don't need this uh, I've used it a couple times I'm like sure I guess but I'm never <laughs> spending money on this anyway so there's that the second thing is uh, the baldo which is a device that you uh on your testicles to turn them into a dildo uh. yes so it has a, a phallic shape to it and then the balls kind of like stick out of it and so the the inventor jerry davies um i think intended this to be a device that people could use so that if the person using it who ostensibly has a penis has already orgasmed, and wants to continue having sex, this is a way that they could do that. Um, and uh, But then he discovered that he can achieve an orgasm this way, and it feels different than the normal orgasm. So he's coined it the ballgasm. And um, he describes it as this really heavy, deep orgasm that takes a long time to crescendo. So, that's that. Listeners, I am looking
1: at this thing. It looks medieval.
0: Yes. So, listeners, there's an article about it on from Inside Hook, the baldo, B-A-L-L-D-O. Take a look. I, I'm still, like... Because it comes with two rings also, and I'm like, vaguely aware of how it fits on. But, uh, <laughs> uh, that's that, so that's a thing that exists for anyone who might want it.
1: Okay, it just feels like, okay, no, it just looks like, okay, now I don't have balls. Uh-huh. Um, it just looks, so the way there's like, it, it looks like a missile with like two little windows. Where you your balls hang out uh-huh. um and and then so, and there's a little there's thrusting that happens when you are mm-hmm. penetrating another person. Uh-huh, it just seems uh-huh. like wouldn't 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 it like hurt the tender parts where your balls are attached?
0: Yes, you would think, but that's what the rings are for. You position them to sort of keep the balls in place to keep them from jangling about painfully.
1: Okay, um, I'm super hoping one of our books uses this.
0: Right, I'm also have, like I'm, as soon as we're done recording, I'm going to the official website to see if there's a how-to video or perhaps a photo series to show you how it works.
1: Yeah, I am on, yes, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I'm gonna go to more adult YouTube things to see if there's more. Anyway, Pornhub has to have this on, right? Pornhub um, has a how to use this, right?
0: I don't know. Baldo. So that's the Baldo. If anyone's curious, uh, curious uh, www.baldo.com.
1: Excellent. Yes. Give I'm us curious. money, Baldo. Um, also, like, you know, give us a review. Tell us how it works. Tell us how it felt. It looks painful to me. But, you yeah. know, it, I, I mean, I assume if you're into that kind of thing, Maybe you're already up for it. You're yeah, already I like, mean, let's make this happen.
0: CBT is a thing. Oh, there is um, a little bit. Okay. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. The website explains it a little bit better. Anyway, let's talk about books.
1: Yes, Elsa.
0: Lady Claire is all that. Keeping Up with the Cavendishes, Book Three by Maya Rodale. In the third installment of Maya Rodil's captivating, witty series, a Marquess finds his fair lady, but must figure out how to keep her. HER BRAINS! It's in all caps. When you're looking at it, it makes sense, because it's like section headers, but it is in all caps. I will not read the rest of them and in- like that, but I just wanted to sh- share that experience with everyone. Okay, her brains. Claire Cavendish is in search of a duke, but not for the usual reasons. The man she seeks is a mathematician. The man she unwittingly finds is Lord Fox, dynamic, athletic, and as bored by the equations Claire adores as she is by the social whirl upon which he thrives. There, there was so much punctuation in this sentence. As attractive as Fox is, he's of no use to Claire. Dot dot dot. Or is he? Plus his brawn. Fox's male pride has been bruised ever since his fiancée jilted him. One way to recover? Win a bet that he can transform Lady Clare, society's roughest diamond, into its most prized jewel. But Clare has other ideas. Shockingly steamy ones. Equals a study in seduction. By Clare's calculations, Fox is the perfect man to satisfy her sensual curiosity. In Fox's estimation, Claire is the perfect woman to prove his mastery of the ton, but the one thing neither of them counted on is love. <gasps> dot, dot, dot.
1: Nobody ever counts on love.
0: That's what the book says, Claire. Ah uh-huh. I, I like, I know you're gonna go into it, but that was not merely so well written as the book is.
1: No. Yeah. uh, Yeah. The author didn't write that like this was thrown together by somebody at Avon Books who had to do this very quickly. I would like everybody who's sitting at home thinking to myself, that sounds like the plot to She's All That. You would be correct Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that it is just that. And in fact, if you look into uh, the other books in this series, it includes Lady Bridget's Diary. Absolutely what you're thinking. And Mm -hmm. Chasing Lady Amelia. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, I don't know. I I doubt that Chasing Lady Amelia has any sort of like uh, lesbian romance stuff going on in it. But I am honestly all in. I am all in. I am all in.
0: the, (laughs) The fourth book in the series is about the brother and it's called It's Hard Out Here for a Duke.
1: I know, I know. Uh, he is like, yeah. he's probably not like, going to be a pimp at all, but like. No, I know. Yeah. She ran out of titles. <laughs>
0: when I was, <laughs> when I was when I was picking this book, I was like, "Oh, that's kind of a fun title." And then, like, you know, a chapter and a half in, when I was like, "Oh, it's she's all that." Oh, yeah. I get it.
2: Oh,
1: yeah.
0: I get it. Yeah. And then there's a there's a Mean Girls reference in there too
1: yeah yeah there is there is and i and i would also say like um i'm almost positive that one of the other couples that we meet in the book the mathematician and his wallflower bride are 100 percent either what a wallflower wants or the wicked wallflower one of the two like yeah that there's already a bunch and that some of the other like some like it scandalous like i'm willing to bet some of the other people the singles we meet in this also end Mm -hmm. up with somebody
0: also, I'm fairly certain that these four books take place concurrently. Yes. Which I think is very interesting.
1: Uh, same. Um, I already downloaded the other books. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let me know. I don't know if I'm going to read them, but I definitely want to hear about them.
1: I mean, okay. So, okay. So I feel like... Uh, uh, I'm I'm sorry. I'm all like excited because I feel like we finally found the reason I read romance novels. <laughs> Yay! And it's like,
0: your book. It's
1: and like Claire yes, book. I feel like we've been doing this for so many years, and we've enjoyed many of the books we've read. We've <laughs> we've had a really good time, but I feel like we've never found the book that really shows you why I love reading these books. And we found it! Like, <laughs> like there's stupid balls and there's lovely gowns and uh, there's like this like hot sex in the background and also like it's dumb and wonderful and fluffy and so like it just draws you in it keeps you and then it's it's so light and fluffy it's like an angel food cake and you've eaten it and it wasn't particularly good for you but you cannot wait to read it another one just like it you know like this is this is this was the book these were the types of books that like made me keep buying romance novels and and so like I'm sorry like I'm, I'm I'm all gushy about it but I also just I I meant to write an ode to the himbo <laughs> before we started this ode and then I could start this off with a an ode to Lord Fox who is a himbo in all the best ways. He's dynamic, athletic, sure, and he's dumb. He's everybody calls him dumb He's like, a, he's a bag of bricks, and honestly, he knows it, and he feels bad about it in some ways. Like, certain people can make fun of him, but certain people can't, and it hurts his feelings. And when they get into an altercation, or Lady Claire and Lord Fox get into an altercation, and truths come out, he feels like she doesn't think he's smart enough for her, and that hurts his feelings because it makes him angry, but he also doesn't know how to put it into words and he doesn't get it. And he never will. There is never a point where she's going to make him interested in math or any sort of sciences or any of that. And he is unapologetic about it. There's no point where he's going to fake who he is for her. And he just likes sex. He's all about sex.
2: And
0: <laughs> yeah, Something that I really appreciate about this book is that he starts going to math lectures with her, not because he's interested or wants to be interested, but it's like, oh, you like it. And like, part of being in a relationship is doing the thing that you don't want to do because you know how much the other person likes it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, great. that like That's very realistic. And then, but then also when he takes her to the boxing match and he sort of like explains you know, the, the sort of um, cerebral aspect of boxing and like, oh yeah, different fighting styles on this and this. So that when she goes to the boxing match, it's like, oh, this isn't my thing, but I totally get why. And like, now I see the nuances and I understand that it's not just like two guys beating each other up, which it mostly is, but she's like, oh no, I see that there's, that there's nuance and there's sort of a science behind it. And Fox has taught me that. And so now I can like share in his passion for the thing, if not in the actual thing.
1: Yes. And I have to say he is, um, except for this, except for this very blatant and huge mistake that he owns up to, which is uh, the bet, um, Mm -hmm. an exceedingly kind person who, who is like, who wants to make sure the people around him feel happy and good, who isn't, he isn't going to be cruel to anybody overtly um, he never intends to be uh to be upsetting he like just like any of these other books, there are moments where there's a little bit too much possession, like even you read it there's mm-hmm. l- there's little senses of jealousy, but it never goes as far as a bunch of the other books we've read
0: I think he only gets especially possessive like once like it says he felt possessive i think it was only like the one time
1: yeah but it's also like not about killing somebody who hurt her
0: it's not it's not Um, he's
1: possessive of her because he likes her genuinely mm -hmm. and his possession is actually about her it's not about owning her it's not about controlling her it is because he likes her so much Mm -hmm. And he was... falls in love with her brain. Even though he doesn't <laughs> mm-hmm. understand it, he genuinely falls in love with her brain.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: There is, at the towards the beginning, it says, and this is a quote, uh, he won at two things always, women and sport. And I'm like, okay, I hate him, obviously. But then this author did a clever thing that's like, okay, if you're reading this and you're not into the guy who like... Has such high self esteem of himself, and then he learns a lesson, whatever, whatever. Even if that's not your jam, his best friend of me, Mowbray, is worse, and mm-hmm. is actively working against Fox. So it's like, oh well, now I feel bad for Fox because Mowbray's even worse.
1: Yes.
0: And there's a dog involved, so Ugh. and and Fox obviously loves his dog, so it's like, oh well, obviously he can't be a terrible person because of how much he loves that damn dog.
1: There were so many times where it's like a worse author could have taken all of these exact same tropes, all of these exact same plot, plot points, and just like, just made it the exact type of book you and I have been hating on mm-hmm. these last couple of years, like easily. But every time she had the opportunity to do that, like, she turned it in such a way so that I really enjoyed what I was reading. Uh, again, bringing in this antagonist. Okay. Okay. So, what I'm going to do, I'm going to start from the beginning. Claire and her two sisters and brother have come to England because somebody died and the brother has become a lord. Uh, They are Duke, right? Yeah, the Duke. Yeah. So they were all Americans and they were living on a horse farm. Uh, And uh, they come to England and suddenly they're thrust into society. And at first, everybody's very curious about them, but nobody actually likes them once they meet them because they're all they're all Americans and they're all crazy. And again, right away, you can see where the two sisters and the brother all have their romance books like Mm -hmm. and you follow those romances just a little bit, just enough to know that, you know, it's happening. And I'm very curious for all of these plot points where they're together and where those happen in the other books. Um, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. when they were all on the uh, the river and they were rowing and the sisters all fall into the lake like the, mm-hmm. or into the river. They all fall into the water and what a scandal that was.
0: Yeah, it kind of alludes to the things going on with the sisters in a way that like, if you didn't read the other books, you'd be like, why did she even bring that up? But then when you realize that it's the third in a series and it's like, oh, they're happening, happening concurrently, then it's like, Oh, and if we had read from the beginning of the series, it'd be like, oh, she's fixing the narrative of this book in time with the other narratives. So you understand what's going on. But then it's also starting to hit a hint at the fourth book, which is the brother and her uh, lady companion.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that that was super fun to read along the way. So they've come... Uh lady claire has no interest in being a part of society she has no interest in getting married which is obviously the objective of the person who's sort of ushering them into society this older woman who's you know a matron who's telling them the rules and training them and whatever and she really only has interest in meeting one dude and he's a mathematician who has invented this thing and she really wants to just talk to him about it ashbrook Ashbrook, who obviously has his own book. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. Uh.
1: And we only get to meet him when he finally comes back from his honeymoon. So. Which
0: is which is really sad, because it's it was interesting, too, because when Lady Claire finally meets him, and they hit it off, like, right away, and right away he recognizes her intelligence, and treats her like an equal, and she has this moment, and we have this moment that's like, oh my god, if they had been here just a year earlier she would have ended up with him yep and like he's exactly the sort of man that she pictures herself with and so then this this book is her realizing that despite all of that she still loves fox yeah even though he's the exact opposite of the man that she pictured
2: herself with
1: yes So Lady Claire and Fox meet and they have nothing in common. Lady Claire pulls the same trick she pulls on everybody else to get them out of her way, which is start talking about math immediately and uh, tell them her dance card is full so that they will have no choice but to not dance with each other. Every person in this interaction is happy with it because the men have absolutely no interest in her because she's bespeckled and keeps her hair very tight to her head and wears just nice clothes that just mostly cover her up. So they're not interested in her. She's not interested in them. They go their separate ways. It's the same with Fox. Fox, uh, they have this interaction. It doesn't work out. Foxes later, months later, we find out that Fox's heart has been broken. He was dating... The most eligible lady, the most beautiful lady there. Somebody who was very much his other, like
2: mm, Arabella,
1: a bimbo. She was a bimbo. He was the himbo. Um, <laughs> and everybody expected them to be together. Unfortunately, she ran off with an actor. An
2: actor.
0: Oh, the scandal. The
1: scandal. Ran off with an actor, broke off their engagement uh, broke off her engagement with Fox and now Fox's heart is broken and he's trying very hard to pretend it isn't. And so he's having lunch with his frenemy and he tells his frenemy, he's like, you know, cause he's trying to get over his heartbreak. He's like, it's not like she was actually any different than any other girl. I mean, any one of these girls, you make, you dress up nice, you show them how to act in society. They would be just like Arabella. And his friend front of me is like bullshit. How about that girl? And of course he points out Lady Claire who's an American. Fox is like, no way. Fox can't turn down a challenge because he's that kind of man. Because of his
0: male pride.
1: His male pride. So he agrees to this bet. Here we are. Now we have started the uh we have started the plot line of she's mm-hmm. all that
0: can I give a quick shout out to so fox and mowbray are best frenemies except fox doesn't realize until the action of this book that they are frenemies turns out mowbray like hates fox because he's always playing second fiddle to the fox mm-hmm. i just want to shout out to their other friend rupert who the whole time was like this sounds like a really bad idea guys and they're the like whole oh, the time. fucking americans and rupert's like i don't know that one's really nice i kind of like her
1: The whole time, Rupert is like, um, guys, a bet's a bad idea. And to his credit, Fox immediately does regret the bet. He's Mm -hmm. like, this was a bad idea, but I'm not going to back down. But this was a bad idea.
0: Yeah, because part of his journey in this book is realizing that uh, his male pride, which is another word for toxic masculinity, Mm -hmm. um, does him absolutely no favors. It was his male pride that forced him to take the bet and his male pride that forces him to keep out the bet even though he doesn't want to. Mm -hmm. So by the end of the book, he's like, well, that was fucking stupid.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so he does try to get to know Lady Claire. He's going, and he, what I really liked about it is the very first thing he does is he's going to meet her at the things that she wants. So Mm -hmm. it's not about the things that he wants, even though he's going to, try to change her into society's jewel he's fine with going to the math things he knows he has to seduce her and seducer is all about like getting to know her Mm -hmm. and he does and it was kind of delightful
0: their first um i guess their second interaction but their first like interaction after the bet was at the card game and he tries to mansplain whatever card game it is it sounded like poker he tries to mansplain it to her and she's like "Uh uh-huh And then promptly wipes the floor with everyone else. Because she was counting cards, essentially. Oh, it was Blackjack. It was Blackjack. It was Blackjack. She's able to, like, retain that kind of information that she's able to count cards. And then almost immediately, like, the very next scene, he was like, oh, that was probably so fucking obnoxious for her that... Everyone at that table, including myself, assumed she had no idea what was going on. And I was just standing over her shoulder giving her pointers when she obviously didn't need them. And so I find that interesting because in a lot of these, in a lot of romances like this, the male character's narrative is realizing that he's mansplaining, so that by the end of the book he's like, I won't do it anymore, I promise. Whereas for Fox, he realizes pretty quick in. And so then the rest of the book is him sort of like reconciling that with the rest of his life. And like, oh, this is a thing. And now I understand her in a way that nobody else seems to. And like in a way she can understand me in a way that nobody else seems to. And it makes him question his perception of his life and like the societal values that have been placed on him personally i wish he had gone a little further with it but this is a much better journey than we normally see so i'm just like you know what and at the end in the epilogue he has a bunch of dad jokes so i'm like you know it's fine he learned his lesson she's teaching the kids math he's talking about pie with an e versus without an e. like it's fine it's fine he's great they're happy i love it
1: yeah no it was it was genuinely sweet to watch them come together and get to know each other uh you know, there was a little bit of that emotional thing, like Lady Claire doesn't know what he wants in her. And so there was part of me that was like, he obviously likes you if he's hanging out with you this much. Why are we doing this? And I don't know what feelings are, but then come to find out that wasn't what was happening. She genuinely was like, no, I think he does like me, but we can't get married. We're not fit for each other. Why does he continue to do this? And I was like, oh, no, that makes total sense. Mm -hmm. She acknowledges their feelings. She acknowledges that they're hot for each Mm -hmm. other and they are hot for each other. And I also really appreciated there was no virgin moment. There was no moment Mm -hmm. where she was like, even though it was acknowledged that he has had lots of sex and she has had not any. It doesn't feel like I'm going to teach you. Then there was no I'm going to teach you how to enjoy your body. He's like, okay, great. Well, just tell me when to stop, like. Mm-hmm. And she was like, uh, I'm not telling you now. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so that was great. There was no like he igno- like there was a perfect acknowledgement that even though she hadn't had sex, she may still know her body enough mm-hmm. to know what she does and doesn't want done to her.
0: Can I read? A quick, can I, ah, Can I read a quick quote? Yes, please. Um, on on that uh, in that vein, um, so Fox is talking about like what it's like, sort of hooking up with her, and this is this is a quote because Lady Claire kissed like Lady Claire talked about numbers passionately with her whole body. I just like, ooh, yeah, ooh, there's some there's some pros in here that I'm just like good job author like some of it is fucking hilarious some of it is just like really sweet and poignant and it's it's fun it's a lot of fun
1: honestly yeah so and I think I want to get to the moment where she finds out it's a bet and it's the same way it happens in all things where the bad guy is like well I see this is going well so I'm going to bomb this by just telling what the truth is and then you have to deal with it
0: even though, really, that should annul the bet. Yeah. In my mind, it's like you just forfeited the bet, asshole. So, like,
1: I agree. Whatever. I one hundred percent agree. But so, and of course, it comes out like that, and she is exceedingly hurt mm-hmm. uh, because she was starting to think maybe their feelings could actually end in something like that she wanted.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Fox is hurt because his frenemy is now an enemy enemy. Um, And also, he doesn't know where this is going to end up. Um, And he can't explain himself out of this bet because he knew it was bad. And there is no apology that he could give that would make it good enough. And then she makes the mistake of putting him down in that moment and pretty much calling him dumb. And he's hurt by it, but knows he doesn't deserve to be hurt by it because of everything that's happened, but also he is, and so he's struggling with that. And it's and she has to get away. And I think that was kind of amazing. And then it gets to the point that I love the best because she also thinks to herself, what the hell was he expecting to do? Uh, Because he can't shop for clothes. He can't like. There's, like, what was he, teach me how to be a lady? He's a man. He doesn't know how to teach people to be ladies. Like, what was his plan? And she's so pissed off about it. She goes to his sister, and his her, his sister's like, yeah, he's a dumbass, and I don't know mm-hmm. what he She says, he couldn't dress me. Was he planning on buying me dresses? And the sister's like, I don't know what the fuck his plan was. He just started to date you, and he thought that would be enough? lady claire's like that's not enough
0: (laughs) what a dumb idiot
1: and then claire is like you know what i'm gonna win the bet for him i'm gonna win the bet and then once he's won it if he still has feelings for me then they'll be honest they'll be honest feelings Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that way he doesn't have to worry about losing something and we'll know for sure so
2: <laughs>
0: which she, i liked better than her deciding to do it because that's how she'll win him back or whatever which right. is often what happens so i appreciate that in this one she's like okay well let's get this thing out of the way also i'm a badass so obviously i can make it happen and then we'll check in and see what's going on
1: and here we get to one of the best parts so if you are somebody who hates makeover movies where uh where the girl the only way she can look pretty is if her hair is turned straight from curly her she has to lose her glasses and she has to dress sexy and she has to be an entirely new person um claire hates that too and has (laughs) no intention of keeping up with this fucking bullshit afterwards
0: she's like i can't goddamn see
1: I hate my hair this way. I don't like dressing like this. I don't like simpering and being and pretending I'm enjoying other people's conversations when I do not give a fuck. And I literally (laughs) cannot see.
0: Yeah, she's like, yeah, I'll just stand here in this part of the room where everyone can stare at me because I can't maneuver space right now because I cannot see.
1: It is amazing. And she looks great. Uh, Mm -hmm. All the suitors that were going uh, in in a way, Fox was right that this girl could just become an Arabella. She had a lot of suitors and he he wins the bet. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he can come up to her and be like, so I'm still Mm -hmm. interested in you. And then they have their real conflict, which was perfection we had like the conflict about the bet and we had the conflict that leads to her deciding to win it and then unlike every other she's all that sort of movie or anything at that moment where she becomes the girl he was trying to make her to be they fall in love again in this one that's when they have their real fight And that's when all the feelings are actually on the table where she can say, I really did like you and you fucked up. And he Mm -hmm. can say, I really liked you and I know I fucked up and I didn't know how to back out of it. But also you hurt my feelings for this and this reason. I know I'm not as smart as you, but I love you for how smart you are. And it hurt my feelings when you when you said the thing about my intelligence. And she's like, yep. I get that. Mm -hmm. I was incorrect. And they, and that they've, and she goes back to wearing her glasses and her hair in the way, Mm -hmm. in the unfashionable way she wears it.
0: There were a couple moments in that fight though, that he kind of like got mad at her for like changing herself outwardly for him. Yeah. Which I was like, I don't, I don't need this. But for the most part, it was very nice. And then he proposes to her, he gives her her glasses. And send a ring, and it's like I'll get you a ring later, but here are your glasses, and it was so
2: cute.
1: It was adorable, and he very much says, "I love. I fell in love with this person, and this is the person I want. I want you to be who you want to be, and like that was. I loved it. I loved Mm -hmm. it. And then we have the epilogue where they've had babies, and she's Mm -hmm. teaching them math and.
0: There are also moments where we see that, like, one thing that draws her to him is that he is always himself. Like, he is always 100% himself, whereas a a qualm that she had with all the other men of the ton is that it was, like, all the, like, oh, the the small talk and the, like, we, we don't say what we mean and everything we say, we just say it for the sake of saying it kind of thing and like she didn't have time for that bullshit so there's one point where um, uh, he says to her like oh yeah I have hidden shallows and she's like don't you mean depths and he's like no nothing about me is deep what you see is what you get <laughs> and she likes that about him that's something that she likes about him which I believed because it had been set up that the whole book she's like all of this is just like you know people poppycocking and like going through the movements to like get the things in. Oh God. So I believe that. And then there's another moment where Fox sees uh, lady Claire and like how passionate she is about mathematics and how much she's willing to fight for the recognition that she deserves for it. And he's like, Oh yeah, I am also really competitive and really driven and she is too. And that's super sexy. So it's not even just like, Oh, we're just so different and now we're in love. It's like, oh no, there are definitely things about them, qualities that they each have that they see in the other that they don't see in other people that draws them together. And I'm like, great, yes, this makes sense to me.
1: Yeah, no, it was it was charming and actually funny, actually sexy. One of my favorite moments was near the end where she was all dressed up fancy and without her glasses and he comes up for a dance and she says my dance card is full because she still doesn't actually want to dance because she has not her glasses on Mm
0: -hmm. Um, she's also trying to get her siblings she's the oldest right yes the oldest girl i think james is older she's older than bridget and amelia she's trying to get them married off because apparently her dying mother was like Promise me that you'll make sure they're always happy, and I'm like, that's a tall order. Loaded. Goodness, no wonder Lady Claire's kind of fucked up. Like that's some serious baggage. Um, so she's trying to get them married off because she knows that'll m- make them happy, and she's like, okay, after they're married off, then I'll think about whether or not I want to get married, kind of thing.
1: Right. So she still doesn't want to dance. She still. So she is filled out her dance card as per usual with her little in-jokes. And her in-jokes, like Pythagorean. <laughs>
0: like like is, late, Lord Parabola.
1: Yes. And, and so she's added, a, like, names as if, math things as if they were names. And it's the first time that he's asked her to, Fox has asked her to dance, and she said, my dance card is full. And they know each other so well now that hurts his feelings. So he looks at her dance card and sees these names, and he out loud says, well, I don't know who Lord Pythagorean is. And inside her head, she's like, well, well yeah, I know. Um, and, he, and she's kind of glad that he doesn't know these things so that maybe he'll really think there's a Lord Pythagorean out there who's going to ask her. And he looks at her and he says, maybe I'm not smart, but I've listened to you enough to know what these are. I don't know what they are, but I know they're math. And this hurts my feelings. You could have just said you don't want to dance. And I was like, oh, owie! Oh, poor baby!
0: (laughs) There was another time, too, when she's not wearing her glasses. And he was like, oh, would you care to dance? And she says, like, as a shorthand, oh, what does my dance card say? And he's like, oh, it says Lord Fox for every dance. And she's like, I don't think that's right. He's like, well, you can't see it, can you? Let's go!
1: Yep. And was of cute. course the dance, and I also liked, she's like, I can't dance, I've never really danced, and he's like, a good dancer, like myself, knows you match yourself to your partner. And it wasn't about, like, ma- like forcing her to be, to look the best out there, it was about making her look good as her partner, like, mm-hmm. making sure she doesn't fail as a partner. And I was mm-hmm. like, this is, ah oh, yes, this all the time! <laughs>
0: Um, I'm glad you liked it so much. I almost went with a different book. Um, and then when I saw this title, I was like, oh, no, we have to read this book. So I'm glad you liked it so much.
1: I really did. It was honestly delightful. It was super fun. And again, it was exactly the type of book that yeah. has brought me into romance. And, uh,
0: uh well, one small thing that I will say is reading the about the author it's like she does regency romance but looking at the dates this is actually early victorian but we'll forgive her i suppose uh
1: i'm also gonna forgive her because i don't think just because the um the brother is a lord that all of them are ladies
0: <laughs> i i think they are
1: i i Regardless, I've never kind of cared because the (laughs) authors play fast and loose with titles in these
0: books. Yeah, I think lady first name means that you are the daughter or sister of a lord. And then when they get married, they'll be like, like, Claire will then be Lady Fox after she's married.
1: Excellent. I don't know. Like (laughs) I was like, this doesn't feel exactly correct, but fuck it. I don't.
0: Fuck it. Whatever. It's things I
1: care about. Um, And obviously, this author also does not care about math entirely, just enough so that it looks like the main character does. But we're not going to get into it. And I was so grateful. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, there, it was it was enough that it's like, oh, she was taking what Ashbrook had invented and was like, oh, if we apply this other theory, and then we can do this, and it's done in a way that you're like, oh, yeah, that logic makes sense to me, but it doesn't get into like the nitty gritty of the math at all, which is great because I do not enjoy math. Same. <laughs> I don't read romance for the math.
1: <laughs> despite our previous uh attempts at reading romance it's not for the math it's not for the math um but you know what that was that book that was that book the foxhole court all for the game book one by nora sakovic neil jostin is the newest addition to the palmetto state university xc team He's short. He's fast. He's got a ton of potential, and he's running. A- and he's the runaway son of a murderous crime lord known as the Butcher. The signing-, signing of a contract with the PSU Foxes is the last thing a guy like Neil should do. Uh, t- the team is high profile, and he doesn't need sports sports crews broadcasting pictures of his face around the nation. His lies will hold up only so long under this kind of scrutiny, and the truth will get him killed. But Neil's not the only one with secrets on the team. One of, the, one of Neil's newest teammates is a friend from his old life, and Neil can't walk away from him a second time. Neil has survived the last eight years by running. Maybe he's finally found someone worth fighting for. Neil. Mm-hmm that's what the book says it's about. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to be honest and say, I did not read the description as per usual per before use. I read this book. Mm-hmm. Um, And can I just say the roller coaster of reading this book? I never knew what was going to happen. There was never a single moment where I thought, I know what's going to happen next. Never! I was surprised at every turn, the Yakuza showed up, the Butcher, like, uh, like there was this moment where, like, uh, the Exy, X-E, Exy's, uh, E-X-Y is the name of the sport that they play. No, you are not hearing things. And also you are not on the outside of some important new thing that's happening. This is not a real sport that exists. It is invented entirely for this series. If you'd like to know more about the sport, you can go to the wiki fan page for this book series where you can read about the sport as if it were, you know, a game that was real.
0: This this series also has merch that you can buy, I'd just like to point out, because I also stumbled on the wiki. I wrote it down, and I was like, oh my god, there's a fan wiki, probably made by the author. And then there's also merch. You can get a, a Palmetto State Foxes or a The Other One Raven's sweater, hoodie.
1: Yeah. And you can just pretend that foxhole doesn't sound like either one, of course, being in a foxhole, which is a war term for being in trenches and, like, you know, being in the bad part, or Mm -hmm. foxhole is some sort of, like, sex thing that's happening. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, um, I, again, what the fuck?
0: You know, if there were a queer bar called called The Foxhole, I feel like I would go there often. (laughs)
1: I did also appreciate that both of our books had Fox in it Yeah, uh, as if theme. that was secret theme um, and secret theme sports guys who yes. are himbos, himbos, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, but Neil, okay, yes. getting on to this, what uh-huh. was this book? And I, okay, before we start, <laughs> I might be very quiet through this because I honestly did not fucking understand what I read. There was uh-huh. no point at which I understood what I read
0: okay so um listeners by the description that claire read especially that last paragraph claire could you read that last couple sentences again for us please
1: i will in fact but neil's not the only one with secrets on the team one of neil's new roommates teammates is a friend from his old life and neil can't walk away from him a second time neil has survived the last 8 years by running and maybe he's finally found someone and something worth fighting for
0: so that makes it sound like a romance right yes
1: yes it does yeah. yes it so does so
0: this book is not a romance not a
1: the romance fact that i was not told a romance. it was
0: and actually so i so this is the first of a trilogy And after I finished the book, I was like, but where's the romance? And I went to the Amazon page and read some of the comments. And some of the comments were like, oh, this is, this, this has potential to be the great beginning of a really good slow burn. And I'm like, okay, if this is a slow burn, matches have not been invented yet. (laughs) There is absolutely nothing, nothing to indicate that Neil, and a sense, and anyone, anyone, other than Nikki, and that thing is gross, but Neil is attracted to or in love with anyone. And I think we're supposed to think that he's going to end up with Kevin, which, quick aside, Kevin was my dad's name, so, like, already weird and then weirder. But I think we're meant to believe that Neil and Kevin are going to end up together. But they... N- not once does it allude to Neil having any sort of feelings for Kevin other than like wanting to impress him and then like also being okay with being abused constantly so also another thing just to give you a summary of of this book this book is so take the film the warriors but remove all of the kitsch mix that with a college football movie that takes itself way too seriously and just douse that in the angst of an incel sitting in his mom's basement doing the crow cosplay by himself. Yes. That is this book. This book mm-hmm. is an Edgelord Bukake. Like, I... Okay, okay, okay. I really hate the character who's just like dark and broody and obviously traumatized and whether, and instead of like working on themselves or being aware, just like projects their trauma onto other people and continues the cycle of abuse.
1: And that was every single male in this book.
0: That was every single male in this book, except for every single one. There was the one team member, not the one with the girlfriend, but the other one, like Matt, I think.
1: Oh, who knows? There was, <sighs> like, there, uh, apparently only six people can be on, like, uh, can play on the field for the team at one time. So you would think I'd be able to keep track of six to ten people. Uh, no, no, uh. Apparently, um, spoiler alert: Seth kills himself at the end of this book. Who the fuck is Seth? Who the fuck was Seth? I didn't even like. I didn't. I was like, who? And like, he, what I was like, did, was that guy brought up? I don't remember that guy. He wasn't he was, the guy that tried to rape Neil. No. He wasn't the the guy that like was um, just a psychopath by himself. It wasn't the guy that maybe lost use of his hand. Um, who was Seth? Nobody. Nobody. Seth nobody.
0: Was, Seth was the one who didn't. Who was one of two people who didn't go to that TV filming for absolutely no reason.
1: Oh, uh,
0: Seth was. <laughs> okay 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 so XE is a thing and i am quoting from the book xc was a bastard sport an evolved sort of lacrosse on a soccer-sized court with the violence of ice hockey
1: yes and it has high walls it's in a like plastic
0: cube
1: it's yes. enclosed
0: but in plastic uh-huh. And there yes. are walls inside it? Okay. It's
1: sweeping up... the nation, Neil. It's sweeping the nation. <laughs> it was a... <laughs> invented by a Japanese guy who may or may not have had uh, some sort of Yakuza ties. And by an Irish lady <laughs> who died in a terrible, tragic car accident. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah,
0: so this game <laughs> centers around a made-up sport, and it doesn't explain things to us at all at all and like i was also they don't play their first game until like 75 percent into the book
1: oh my god that was so fucking frustrating Uh. and also they kept building up the game between them and edgar Allan poe university which fucking that was amazing so edgar Allan poe (laughs) university which is the best in the ncaa and i was like are we using ncaa correctly um and And so then, like, they're the best, and they kept building it up, like, oh my god, can, we're even in their division now, can we even, can we even, like, fight them? And then, we never played them, we never played them, I, we never played the right. Ravens.
0: but that's the next book.
1: <sighs> Ugh, I'm gonna throw up.
0: <laughs> okay, 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 let's, okay, so the book starts with Neil, whose real name isn't Neil, of course, I picked the one book where Neil is a is a fake name because he and his mom, recently deceased mom, were on the run from his father, the butcher, who's in jail. But like, also has connections on the outside. That I don't know if they were going to kill him or or what, because it wasn't his fault that the dad was in jail.
1: For all the information... Well, no, but it was his mother's fault for stealing $5 million from the the group, and that Neil kind of has it, even though I don't know how he stuffed all of that into his bag. Right, and
0: then... (laughs) So they were on the run, and then they, like, lived in Germany, and Austria, and France, and Montreal. So despite the fact of being on the run, he now is, like trilingual because also like if you're gonna hide out why not just like hide out in the countryside in
1: France. Like what
0: is happening? what is even anyway. Neil
1: I, I do want to very quick, like before we get <laughs> further, the most important part about this book that I hated the most was the way it gave us backstory. Are we allowed to know anything about Neil's backstory? The answer is no, we nope. are not. Um, is this entire book from his perspective? Yes, it yes. is. Does he know everybody else's backstory magically? Yes, yes he, he does. does.
0: He knows. That I,
1: and- I did not understand how that narrative style worked.
0: <laughs> Andrew and Aaron are identical twins. When they were born, their mother put Andrew in foster care, where Andrew was for thirteen years, and then he spent three years in juvie, and then. Uh, Their mother, who was still raising Aaron, apparently gave Aaron drugs all the time, for some reason, and then died. And then, oh, it was after Andrew finished juvie that the mother let him live with them again. Neil knows this somehow. Claire, ask me how he knows this.
1: Uh, 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 Maybe because the only explanation that is ever given for why Neil knows anything about everybody else is that Fox... The, the Fox team, the Foxes, is famous, and the, um, the, the press cannot stop writing about them, despite the fact that XE is a sport that's only five years old or so, <laughs> or no, eight years. It's at least eight years old, and um, and is also um, the worst team in the NCAA, like yes. the worst team yes. out of what I can see are maybe eight. Yes. So and it gets a shit ton of money, millions of dollars. Oh. Um, and apparently there are no more football teams. Football teams don't exist anymore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Neither do baseball teams. So, okay. I guess what else can we spend money on?
0: So something else about the foxes is, is like purposely the coach, the coach WyMac, who I didn't realize until I was going back through my notes has tribal flame tattoos on his arms and and likes no. to
1: wear tank tops and his likes favorite to wear tank thing tops. to wear is tank tops
0: and also doesn't coach we never see him coaching once
1: all the other players coach
0: yeah the t- <laughs> the, the lead dan is the coach and then also the team captain yes anyway so i don't even know where we- okay so neil oh the foxes are a team of like they're called, like, losers and junkies or something. Like, apparently, Coach Wymack only recruits kids from, quote, broken homes. And that could mean anything from Andrew, who is medicated because he is a violent sociopath, to Renee, who, like, is kind of religious and nobody trusts her because of it, even though she seems super nice. I don't understand. Okay. So, Okay.
1: We did not get into the girl's backstory as much. Like one of them got a little bit, but like, I got the sense that Neil is maybe asexual to buy. Like (laughs) he's, that seems to be where he is. We don't get into it, but he's maybe Mm -hmm. asexual to buy, and that he is more attracted to the one girl than anybody else. Oh, like openly attracted to her. Which one? I don't know. Oh, okay. I I don't know. (laughs) The, the pretty one? The the one who was nice? I don't know. Yeah, he, yeah, There's a specific memory where he talks about, like, he's looking over at her and he's like, she's she's really pretty. And she's kind of into me. But, you know, I'm having a memory of my mother nearly beating the fucking shit out of me every single time I looked at a girl so that I wouldn't get attached to other people because we were on the run for our lives. And I'm like. Yeah, that would do it. That that would definitely do it. Okay. Um, what? <laughs> uh,
2: okay. What so, am
1: I reading?
0: I'm going to touch on the plot briefly because there isn't much to speak of. But it starts with Neil plays for his high school XE team. He's just about to graduate. And then some rando shows up and is like, I want to recruit you. You get a scholarship. And Neil is like, one, I don't need a scholarship because I have money. To, and But then also he has all this money, but he's like sleeping at the school. Anyway, um, he's like, oh, I shouldn't go do that. And then when he realizes it's the foxes, he's like, oh, I definitely shouldn't do that because then my face will be everywhere and my dad's goons will come and get me for plot reasons. For stakes reasons, sorry. Not plot reasons, stakes reasons. But then he's like, oh, but I love this game so much. And then Kevin... And Andrew are both there, and he's like, it's Kevin. What that means, we don't know. And then Andrew's like, I'm sociopathic, And Neil's like, okay, great, I'm gonna join the team now. And then they, like, okay. And then he lives with the coach for a couple weeks before everyone else shows up, and then they do practices. And then there's one point where Andrew is, like, basically like, get in, bitch, we're going shopping. So he, it's him, his twin brother Aaron, his cousin Nikki, and then Kevin are like the the crazy kids, and then they're like, "Hey Neil, we're going out in Charlottesville or wherever. Let's go." And then uh, they drug Neil. They keep sleeping. They uh, ha- Andrew has a bartender friend who just slips drugs in people's drinks whenever they show up somewhere with Andrew. Um, because Andrew's convinced that he's a spy for the Ravens, which is, because, okay, okay. So the Edgar Allan Poe University Ravens is where Kevin used to play with his adopted brother, Rico. And the thing about Rico is he comes from this very large family where, um, Two two brothers are at odds. So there's the main family and the branch family. Rico is the second son of the head of the main family, but because he's the second son, he gets sent to the branch family because second borns always go to the branch family because that makes sense. So <laughs> Christine's making... I this am so-
1: shocked you remember all of this so- because it was insane.
0: <laughs> so Kevin and Rico grew up together because Rico's dad invented... Xe with Kevin's mom
1: and you then they were playing... somewhere in there
0: yeah uh, whatever it doesn't matter who were playing for Edgar Allan Poe and then something and then Kevin was in a terrible skiing accident where he broke his hand and they didn't think that anyone would that he would ever play again and then at the same time Andrew was being recruited but decided to go to Palmetto instead and Kevin went with him and so the thing is that like part of this book is unraveling people's motivations as to why, why did Kevin leave Edgar Allan Poe? Why isn't he with Rico? Also quick aside, Kevin and Rico have the numbers one and two tattooed on their faces, because they're so inseparable that Rico has number one tattooed on his cheek, like at uh, the cheekbone, basically where you would put a tear in a prison tattoo. He has a one and Kevin has a two on their faces.
1: Which isn't brought up until like midway through the book, despite the fact that it seems like at some point that we, that I don't feel like we got into, Kevin was witness, along with Neil, to Neil's father hacking someone to pieces. Yeah. (laughs) When it got to that point, so up to that moment, I really genuinely thought that Neil was on the run because Neil's father had killed Neil's mother and Neil's father was like an abusive psychopath who was just after his son I genuinely thought that I was like that's an easy enough plot like that makes sense right up until that exact line where he's like it's Kevin Kevin who's famous for being on this university Xe team and who witnessed my father hacking a dead man to pieces with me and I'm like so, see, I don't know why Kevin doesn't remember you. <laughs> <laughs> or also
0: why Kevin isn't in trouble, or, like, why isn't anyone going after Kevin for that?
1: you no say, my friend. Yeah.
0: So, <laughs> a lot of this book is sort of, like, unraveling the motivations around why Kevin and Andrew were friends, why Kevin followed Andrew to Palmetto State, where the broken hand thing... Like, it, and, and, like... When it finally gets to the end and sort of explains it, I'm like, okay, I guess. But through the whole book, Neil's just like, Neil just sort of like accepts things. So when it's like, oh yeah, Kevin quit the the best XC team in the world with his like adoptive brother to go hang out with this like ragtag team. And he's just like, oh, I thought he was following Andrew. And then doesn't question beyond that, like, doesn't ask why Andrew. Why? So like, so it's written in such a way that I reading it felt like these motivations were supposed to be clear. And I was genuinely not picking up on something, but no, that's not how it is. You're meant to question these things and then things get revealed. But because the main character and narrator isn't questioning anything, you feel like you're dumb because you missed something.
1: Yep. It's like Neil, what I I I want to keep going because we could tear this book into a million pieces. The problem is, uh-huh. it no it, the stakes were never actually high. Who knows what was happening? Nobody, and it wasn't a romance. No. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to put us out of our misery and I think we should all, we should both say one more thing about this book. We should think about it and pick it. And the one thing I'm going to pick is, um, cracker dust, which is the drug.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But then he also ate real crackers. Yes. I didn't understand.
1: There was, so at some point it's like, oh, I could taste the cracker dust on his lips. And I was like, okay, so it's a drug and it's a street drug that I am unaware of. And then they're going out on a night on the town and their friend is like, wait a minute, we got to stop here. He goes to a salad bar and he gets crackers. And I'm like, wait a minute, is cracker dust literally just crackers?
0: <laughs> but then they do get drugs.
1: Yes, yes. And I am, I was confounded. Yes. Also, why not just use real drug names? There are real drugs for all of these things. I I understood the alternate universe and reality (laughs) she was trying to build for us. I didn't understand it. I'm saying I understood that's what she was doing. I didn't understand why she decided we needed new drugs and why that drug needed to be called Cracker Dust and why she then also talked about crackers. I'm like, you don't get to talk about crackers and have a drug named Cracker Dust. (laughs) That's like
0: writing a book where everybody's taking Molly, but then there's also a character named Molly.
1: Yeah, and it's like, are you taking Molly? I am, to the dance. And you have no idea for the longest time if they're taking the drug to the dance or the girl to the dance. And you'll only know when you get there.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah, I'm rolling with Molly. Are you high or are you rolling down hills? Uh, uh...
1: Unknown. And then you find out, in fact, you were rolling downhill with a woman named Molly while you were high on Molly. That's incredible we're eating crackers while we're on cracker dust why is this happening and like and like
0: it would have been fine if the narrative even acknowledged that if someone was like oh yeah that's his idea of a joke
1: it's not funny uh, because nobody finds it funny because nobody found anything funny in this book there was Mm -hmm. never a joke in this book Cracker dust, everybody. Neil, go. What is the thing <laughs> okay. of this book you want to say?
0: So aside from every, every single person's motivations being absolutely inscrutable, it is very obvious that certain aspects of this book changed and not all of the proper corrections were made. For instance, Aaron and Andrew used to be cousins, but in the final draft they are twin brothers... But not all references to their relationship have been updated accordingly. Yep. Also, this t- used to take place at a high school, and then it got yep. moved to a college, and not Ooh. all uh, changes were updated appropriately. There's one point where he was talking about how we had a free period. I'm like, oh, this was high school. This was this
1: yeah, was high school this kids. One hundred percent high school. I actually wondered if the uh, the transition of this book was actually one short fanfic about Quidditch uh, using, mm-hmm. like, uh, Crabbe <laughs> and Goyle and several of the other, like, German players from that one other school. Like
0: Bulgarians from Dreamstrength, yes, yes, yes. Right. Not like, that I, I know
1: or anything. Oh, who can say? But, like, <laughs> I wondered if, like, it started its life that way. Uh-huh. And then uh-huh. there was a moment that the writer was like, shit, what I'm writing is good. I... <laughs> I can't just let this be Harry Potter fanfic. I got to expand this fucking universe. And then she was like, well, it's still high school because it was Harry Potter fanfic at first. (laughs) And then she's like, you know what? I've got a second and third book in mind wherein so-and-so has sex, cannot be high school anymore. And I want them to do drugs. So (laughs) now we need it to be college. Um, so this is the progression that I think it was. Mm-hmm. Now it could be wrong. I could be wrong, that, could be that makes wrong. Sense. but there was definitely moments I was like, "Are we actually playing Quidditch?" Yeah,
0: I have. I know you said only one more thing. I have one more tiny thing to add, which is Andru- I added
1: one more thing, so it's yeah.
0: fine. Andrew's <laughs> medication. So Andrew was on medication because he had an incident in which he attacked someone very violently. So they're like, "You have to be on medication," and apparently the medication made him manic. And I'm like that. Okay, I am not a psychologist i I do not profess to know which medication works for which psychological issues, But if someone has violent tendencies and a medication makes them manic, it's probably not the right one.
1: Not the right one. Um, oh, and I do have one more thing. Uh, we <laughs> we sort of like scooped over like a possible rape slash incident. And honestly, uh, we're not going to go into it more because it was a ruse. It was a ruse. He was never to be raped. He was. It was a ruse. Um, and then they became best friends afterwards. And
0: yeah. also, Nikki owns a house, and I don't even understand why he's putting up with Andrew. Unknown. Because it's because it, oh, oh, sorry, one more thing. There <laughs> where Nikki is Nikki Okay, so Nikki is Aaron and Andrew's cousin, who lives lived in Germany with his husband. So he has a husband in Germany, but he moved to the US so that he could become Andrew and Aaron's guardian when their mom died despite the fact that they are all over 18. And I'm assuming Nikki is like maybe two years older. So then the husband in Germany pays for them to have a house that they don't even live in that is driving distance from the college, but they don't live there. Also, why aren't they just in Germany?
1: Also, why this book? Also, this book is not good. This book is not good. Ugh. This book is this book was a surprise at every turn, and it is not a book or a, a story a f- or anything. It is
0: a fever dream, and his name isn't actually Neil, and I feel cheated. Indeed, indeed. Let's be done.
1: Done with this book. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Am I ready? Let's play Fuck Mary Kill. Ready? Fuck Mary Kill. Let's Mary Kill. Fuck Mary Kill.
2: Fuck Mary Kill. Fuck Mary
1: Kill. Are you ready? Fuck Mary Kill. <laughs> <Kills. laughs> Neil. Yes. Should we play Fuck Mary Kill?
0: Y- yes, please.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Neil, um, I want you to go first.
0: Okay, Claire. Yes, Neil. Fuck Mary Kill. Uh, Mowbray, Coach Wymack, or Kevin?
1: Oh, so many deaths. (laughs) Um, Okay, uh, I'm going to marry Mowbray. Mm -hmm. And it's only because I get the sense that he has an arc. That... That he has his own book where he becomes a better person, like that he has a wound and it's about not being good enough, that Mm -hmm. somebody else is always better than him. And that's what's causing him to be a terrible person. Mm -hmm. And that not through love, but through trying to be loved himself, he will become a better person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I want to marry that man. Fact. So, um, that, that's who I will marry. Um, I will fuck Coach Wyman. Wymac. Wymac?
0: With his tribal fire tattoos.
1: Look, one time it's tops. fine. He seemed to have a lot going on. Um, he seemed very busy. I don't know what he did with his life, but, you know, he cares for people. He wants them to do well. And for some reason, he's, te- you know, he. I don't know what he does, but he seemed... A pleasant enough fella. So, uh, one, one fuck where nobody says anything in the back room is fine.
0: Speaking of terrible fashion choices, if you'll remember when they were going out before Andrew was going to drug Neil... Andrew bought clothes for him because he wanted him to like look good. He bought cargo pants.
1: Well, but with cargo pants, it it was cargo pants with rips in it. Like it was like distressed. They were distressed, and I was like, "Oh God, you dressed him like a guy out of the game."
0: So this book was published in 2013, but somebody mentioned faxing at one point, so I'm fairly (laughs) certain it was written in like 2002.
1: Again, Harry Potter. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Fanfic.
0: Yeah, yes,
2: yeah.
1: Oh. Um, and I guess Kevin is the only one left, and that's Kevin's got to die. Sorry, yeah. Kevin. Neil. Yep. Yeah. I think I would.
0: You? I think I would do the same things. Um, like I don't want to deal with Mowbray's bullshit, but I feel like it would be me just being like, like, but why do you care about Fox? Why, why do you care about Fox? You have all this great stuff. And, and not that I'd fix him with my love, but I would support him in his journey towards self-esteem and self-acceptance. And that's fine. And I'd get a title out of it, which, you know, sure. Um,
2: yeah, yeah.
0: Great. Um, and then I guess I'd also fuck Ymac because I imagine fucking Kevin would be awkward because whenever you're looking at him, there's a two on his face. The number two is on his face. And when you're doing butt stuff, you don't need the number two anywhere involved.
1: No, no, no.
0: So I guess I'm going to fuck Wymack. He had his own apartment, at least. It's true. Um, I guess. And then, yeah, I'll kill Kevin.
1: It's okay. fine. Kevin, t- Kevin doesn't want to be alive.
0: That's also true.
1: <laughs> Neil. Yes. Fuck Mary Kill. Uh-huh. Edwardian slash Victorian fanfic. Okay. Sports fanfic. Okay. Harry Potter fanfic.
0: <laughs> okay, I'm killing sports fanfic. Done. Because I don't care about sports ball.
1: hmm mm-hmm, And mm-hmm.
0: until uh like twenty twenty I would marry Harry Potter fanfic. But my feelings around Harry Potter have become exceedingly complicated because JK Rowling insists on being a garbage person and I don't know what to do about that because I love Harry Potter um okay so I'll fuck Harry Potter fanfic because I imagine at the point of orgasm there will be like sparks of magic that happen oh fun 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 yeah 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 um, and I kind of feel like me fucking Harry Potter fanfic would K- would piss J.K. Rowling off, which I'm oh, okay. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I'd invite some trans folk. It'd be an orgy. It'd be great, just to piss her off even more. And then I'll marry Edwardian slash Victorian fanfic because I like I do I do love a good British period anything. So that's me how about you
1: Claire? um it's about the same um okay. I am going to marry Edwardian Victorian fanfic because obviously that's the type of books I read like mm-hmm. I mean mm-hmm. I love like what is any book about the ton except a fanfic about the period so
0: right, right. honestly I, I've said a bunch before queer magical Victorian London like
1: yes I'm,
0: I'm, that's where I want to live every moment of every day
1: Indeed. So. so obviously, marrying that, um, I'm going to fuck Harry Potter fanfic, and it's um, it's going to be a little bit less complicated, if only because I've always felt that the um that other people should start writing the Harry Potter universe, and. I mean, from the moment she started expanding it so many years ago, where she started to write about the American magic schools and just decided to dip her toes right into Native Americans. And I was like, "No, nope. She should not have been allowed to write that. Yeah. That should have been somebody else. And so And honestly, one of the, the reasons why the Star Wars universe has like lasted as long as it has isn't because the original movies were so good. Because they're fine. The original movies are fine. I love them to death, and I will watch Mm -hmm. them over and over again. (laughs) But it's because there was shot first, indeed. Um, But it's because there were so many people who were given license to Mm -hmm. write books Mm -hmm. that were sold and like expanded the universe incredibly, and it just became part of like a larger thing. And honestly, I think that's what would be better. For the harry potter universe is if jk rowling doesn't write anymore and yeah. that it's given over to everybody else because i think there are so many cool stories that could be told using it like small stories and big stories and i mean just even like not even like the slash fiction stuff that's you know all over the fanfic websites but like just in general, like an expansion of the universe, like also to solidify the rules. I think there's so much good that can come out of it because so much good has come out of it. So many people have felt great about it. And like JK is like shitting on it. So why not like let other people have it? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to kill sports fanfic. Not that I don't like it. Like I just think like, eh, I'm done. I'm good. I don't yeah. follow sports ball. I'm good, but yep. out of the three anyway. So that's yep. where I am, Neil.
0: I say that when um, the person who wrote Captive Prince, which we did in our first episode, has a graphic novel series about gay fencers, and I do mm-hmm. really want to read it.
2: <laughs>
0: Indeed. <laughs> okay. Um, so of all the characters, Claire.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I'm sorry, to. foxhole court. I'm killing everybody in it like
2: yeah mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm.
1: uh they're just all going away if there's a way i could burn mm-hmm. them in the book i almost said burn the book but i don't i'm not about brook burning but jesus fucking christ
0: jesus fucking christ
1: um so <laughs> i'm gonna kill everybody there i'm also gonna kill the sport of xy because mm, nobody needs it there are other sports out there we're fine Um, we already
0: have too many in my opinion you
1: know there's other good sports we could have fun with like it's fine (laughs) um and uh out of the characters so i think um i i'm fine with marrying lord fox like i think he learns a lot they're super fun it's great like i like him more than the other male characters like i mean ashbrook was great but I didn't really get enough of him, so I'm just, you know, I'm fine with marrying Fox, but I think I will fuck Ashbrook. Okay. Again, didn't get enough of him, kind of think, like, not sure what's going on there, but I'll fuck him.
0: Mm-hmm. Great. Um, I will fuck Fox mm. because um, he seems like he'd be good at it. Yes, But also, like, I don't like him enough to marry him. And I'm going to marry Ashbrook. Ooh. Because he um, obviously doesn't give a whole lot of shit about societal standards. And, like, he does come from a place of privilege, so it's easy for him to do that. But he has the wallflower wife. He meets Lady Claire and right away... Is just like, oh, you're an amazing mathematician, and the fact that she's a woman doesn't have anything to do with it. He continues to champion her and like not not stand up for her, but like go before her to make a space so that she can stand up for herself. And I really appreciate that. And then for Kill, I'm going to text the ladies from the foxhole, including the nurse, and just be like hey, let's go get drinks and get them away and then just bomb Palmetto State campus and just kill all of them. Yeah. Because that book was rough and bad. And like even coming and we'll transition into what we're doing with the books. I'm obviously going to kill the foxhole court. Even setting aside the fact that I hate Like, really angsty characters who are driven solely by their trauma and perpetuate trauma. Like, I hate that. I know that, like, one or two of those in a book are a bunch of people's favorite characters. And, Uh okay, fine. That's just not for me. And that's okay. Even putting that aside, this book is not well written because I never understood why anyone was doing anything or what was going on.
1: Yep yeah never i never once understood
0: yeah and then i'm gonna fuck lady claire is all that um i'm gonna i'm gonna date it for a while i don't think i'm quite ready to marry it but i did really enjoy it the things that i didn't like about it were kind of small and nitpicky whatever i'm that bitch it's fine um but I did really enjoy it, so I I'll date it for for an extended period, but probably not end up marrying it. And Claire, what will you do with the books?
1: Oh, I'm gonna kill Foxhole, and I am gonna marry uh, yes. Lady Claire. like uh, I'm utterly happy. I've obviously married the book. I've I'm already ordered and have waiting for me the other books. Like yeah, this I'm is great. S-
0: I'm so happy that you enjoyed it. I really like that was part. I mean, like looking at the cover. It's a lady in a beautiful dress who seems to be running away from a ball, but she has glasses in her hand, and she's looking very coy. It's like, oh, this looks like a Claire book, and I really hope that she enjoys it, and I'm very glad that you did.
1: And it just shows that sometimes you can and should judge books by their cover, (laughs) because book covers are designed to tell you what's inside them. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, highly enjoyable, highly enjoyable.
0: Great, great, great. Okay, is it time for our favorite game?
1: It is. It is time for our favorite game. <gasps> yes. Christine. Yes!
2: yes! Yes!
0: I don't know why we insist on doing this. We have the recording.
1: Um, this will not be difficult. Because, okay, great. So, okay. FYI, I apologize. Should, but, should we take pre-guesses then? <laughs> you know what? Yeah, if okay. you want to. Like, okay. take some pre-guesses.
0: Okay, can, can you give us a hint as to whether it's like a profession or a trope or something? Profession. Okay. 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 okay.
1: Equestrian. <gasps>
0: <gasps> oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, My guess would be, I'll just say lawyers because we haven't done lawyers yet.
1: Ooh. Yeah. I do that's like my, lawyers.
0: That's my pre-guess.
1: You're both incorrect. Of course. Uh, But congratulations. Congratulations. (laughs) Um, All right. So uh, here are the books. The Lieutenant's Online Love, American Heroes uh, by Caro Carson. And Zenko, MM Military Suspense, Tags of Honor, Book (laughs) One, Annabella Stone. I should have
0: known. <laughs> uh,
1: so it's it's military. Are they the same branch of the military? Um, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I will say, shout out to my brother Nate, who does not listen to this podcast. <laughs> Very specifically, does not listen to this podcast. <laughs> but did send me uh, the Lieutenant's Online Love oh, American Heroes dang. book for us to read. Great, great, great. and. And also wanted to caveat it with the book has been making the rounds because everybody <laughs> yeah. who's anybody in the army thinks lieutenants are dumb. <laughs> oh my god. And was like, why is there a love story? Like, that was like, it wasn't even about, like, the fact that it was American Heroes book or that it was, like, online love. It was like, lieutenants, whatever. Love it. <laughs> so that's so great (laughs) yeah so he sent it to me and i thought this was a good time we hadn't done military yet and um great so here we are we're doing the lieutenant's online love (laughs) and zenko mm military suspense do we know what the mm is oh it's uh mail mail oh okay
2: yeah, Christine
1: <laughs> I was like, is that a military Code? A-
0: <laughs> For a while it was who did not let in
1: Yeah Unfair oh, oh, Unfair But
0: good point. <laughs> uh, So Thank you so much, Claire.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Neil.
0: Thank you, Christine.
1: <laughs> thank you, Christine. Thank you. Thank you, listeners.
0: Thank you, authors. Thank
1: you, authors.
0: Um, and I guess all we have left to say is...
1: If you can do so safely, consensually, um, absolutely you should.
0: And when you're not high on cracker dust.
1: You're not high on cracker dust! <laughs> You Stay should. off the dust. You should. Okay. Okay.